How about that cigar? How about that cigar? Ladies and gentlemen, you are watching episode number 109 of How About That Cigar Live. Thank you so much for being a part of How About That Cigar. If you would, please take just a minute. Share us out with your favorite Facebook cigar groups. Let everybody know that we are live and we have a great show tonight, as always. And as always, again, we come to you live from the Drew Estate Cigar Studios and as another reminder, Drew Estate announces the return of the Barn Smoker program in 2021. They will host three Barn Smokers, beginning with the Connecticut Barn Smoker on August 14th and 15th in the beautiful Connecticut River Valley. The Kentucky Barn Smoker will follow in Hopkinsville, Kentucky on October 9th. And finally, the Florida Barn Smoker will take place November 13th and 14th in Claremont, Florida. As always, Barn Smoker attendees will enjoy an immersive deep dive into a variety of unique sensory activations that will focus on Drew Estate brands, including Undercrown, Herrera Esteli, Pappy Van Winkle, Hoya de Nicaragua, FSG, Tobacco Especial, and Acid, while chilling with Drew Estate ambassadors, including company founder and president Jonathan Drew, master blender Willie Herrera, and La Gran Fabrica Drew Estate factory spokesman Pedro Gomez. Multiple ticketeer options are available. Please visit barnsmoker.com to learn more. So, Garrett, we just finished up another game from i'm wearing my shirt my minnesota twins our beloved minnesota twins just finished up another game another extra innings game we've had a lot of extra we innings have. games we've gotten really and good what, at, what was the result of that game uh, it was three five and we were at one point ahead two to zero two to zero mm -hmm. so I, and i came up i i pulled some stats about our twins today our team that we love so much mm -hmm. so the twins won five of their first eight games and now, including tonight, so guess how many of our last nine the Twins have won? Two. One. <laughs> so we started out winning five of our first eight games, and our last eight games we have won exactly one single game. Yeah, that's about right. But then on the bright side, our also favorite hockey team, They're Minnesota Wild, They've won seven in a row. Yep. They're killing it, even against pretty good teams. About great teams. Now we on we start a series against St. Louis, though. Yeah. On uh, Wednesday, I think it is. Yes. So, yeah. That's there. And they have not been kind to us. They're a very, very, very good hockey mm -hmm. team, and they have been kind of killing us this season. So, I mean, we've, we've held our own, but. Our goaltenders. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see how yep. it goes. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, as always, guys, thank you so much for watching How About That Cigar Live. And a big shout out to our people who are watching, or I'm sorry, who are listening after the fact on the audio podcast. Whichever audio podcast platform that you listen on, thank you so much for listening to How About That Cigar Live. Uh, take just a minute, as always, subscribe to the channels on Facebook, on YouTube, and on your favorite podcast platform so let's bring in our special guest of the evening and as always on how about that cigar live special guests are brought to you by corona cigar company and coronacigar.com the internet's largest and easiest to use virtual cigar store corona cigar company offers you the finest handmade cigars 
humidors, and cigar accessories at the absolute lowest possible price. You'll also find unique and limited cigars containing Florida sun-grown tobacco. As a proud American, president and founder of Corona Cigar Company, Jeff Borshowitz believed it was possible to bring cigar tobacco farming back to Florida. At Corona Cigar Company and coronacigar.com, you'll find the best selection anywhere in the world of cigars containing this special Florida sun-grown tobacco. If you live in Florida or are just visiting, be sure to visit any of the great Corona Cigar locations in downtown Orlando, Sand Lake, Lake Mary, and also the Davidoff of Geneva Lounge in Tampa. For more info on all of that, please visit coronacigar.com and floridasungrown.com. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you would please, without any further ado, welcome our special guest to episode 109 of How About That Cigar Live, the first lady of cigars, Cynthia Fuente. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you. Thank you. Hello, Matt. Hello, Garrett. Welcome. We are so grateful Thank to have you. you on the show. It is we are excited to to uh, to talk to you and uh, thank you so much for being a part of How About That Cigar. Thank you. Well, I'm welcoming myself. It's Monday. I love Mondays because I usually always refer to them as Montecito Mondays. It's like every day I have a different cigar for a different reason. Wednesdays well, are wonder wonder Wednesdays. Of course, Fridays are good happy Fuente Friday. So. Yep. But so well, we are thank you so much. I appreciate it. It's a beautiful honor and a pleasure to join both of you. And it's so exciting to know that the uh, barn smokers are going to take place this year. Yes, we've definitely yeah. missed them in the past. And I think the word of Jeff and that they grow tobacco in Florida. They've done such a beautiful job. Corona cigars are fabulous. David off has always been like my home away from home when I haven't been traveling. And uh, to Drew Estate, you have a lot of people that sponsor you and support you. Yeah, yeah and we're we're extremely grateful for Absolutely. all of our partners and uh, excited to have you on uh, today. We have thank you. We have a bit of a different show, though. That's Cynthia. right. Okay, this is going to be different. So, ladies, just, bring a different charm. <laughs> they well, they absolutely do, and we actually have a little special a little special surprise. We do have a special Really? Surprise. I love surprises. Okay. Before, before that surprise, I just want to, um, so in digging and in looking, um, I didn't realize that the Casa Fuente actually has a theme song. Okay. Uh, you mean Arturo Fuente or Casa Fuente in Vegas? Casa, uh, Casa uh, you know, that's a really good question. Um, so there's, there's a, there's a, a theme song for Casa Fuente. I don't know if it's the Vegas location or what, but then there's also a song for Don Carlos. There's a song for the Opus X BBMF. And okay. there's a song written for you called Come to Me. Oh my God. Yes, there is. Okay. Michelle Ramos. So, Ramo, he, my ado. Detroit family. Yes, yes ado, you're absolutely right. We would like to invite. No. Michelle. Are you <laughs> kidding me? Oh my gosh, this is a beautiful, beautiful surprise. I Michelle, love surprises. Show. Oh my God, Ramo, my love to you, darling. Hello. We've had a lot of beautiful memories. Yes. Oh, this is. 
This is a delight. Thank you. Oh, gosh. So Matt and Garrett, this is beautiful. You have no idea how much I miss this man and all my Detroit family. Yes, we uh, miss you too, Cynthia. We have a, oh my God, you have a little on you. Oh my word. That's fantastic. Oh my gosh. Oh, this is fabulous. Seriously, this is good. So, uh, Michelle, if you could just tell us a little bit about uh, your early relationship with the Fuentes and uh, and how it came to be that you started writing music for them. Well, uh, uh, if I may correct, it's my first name is pronounced Michele. Michele. Oh, thank you. Well, thank you for correcting Michele. us. Absolutely. Yes. Because it's Italian and only it's in Italy, Italian. the C-H is a K. Okay. So thank now you, you know, Michele Absolutely. Ramo. Michele Ramo. It's so always, that's why we say Ramo, because it's always easier. We don't speak yeah, good Italian. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so I got involved with the Fuente family uh, directly in 2014. Through, okay. through the uh, Tom Celani and Dario Bergamo. They run the Cars and Cigars and also the, the Celani Family Foundation for Charity. And then they cooperated, collaborated there. And uh, so now we have this uh, great event annual in June. It's called Cars and Cigars. And we raise money for the Chalani Foundation and the Fuente Foundation. Hmm. Very nice. Maybe Cynthia can elaborate a little more there, you know, where the money goes. The, I know it goes to yeah. school in Dominican, right, Cynthia? Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, yes. To our Cigar Family Charitable Foundation. Yes. And then also to the to the charity that um that Tom and Dario and all of you put on in, in um for Thanksgiving time yep. that you yep. feed so many hundreds of thousands of people. And then to our beautiful school in the Dominican Republic. And yep. it is such a phenomenal uh God, we have met so many beautiful people in Detroit. And this Beautiful uh, collaboration of both of us, our families and friends mm -hmm. have brought so many people together and it has grown up to like 1400 people. We've done it the last, I don't even remember, like maybe seven years, eight years yeah. or so. Yeah, we started about eight years ago. So. 2014. And 2014. And every year it's grown more and more and it all goes to these two beautiful charities to help children and to help people. And then along the way, you meet so many friends you meet people who become family because right. Ramo, his beautiful wife, Heidi, Dario, Tom, Vicky, oh my God, and their children. I, I can go on forever. We're so grateful. The Fuente family and the Newman families. Oh my God, Heidi, how are you? Hello, darling. So beautiful to see you. God, this is, oh yes. I was holding the prize. I know. So. I love it. I, I thought it was either you or Dario, one or the other, <laughs> or maybe Tom. I knew it was somebody, yeah. which is great. Well, and, uh, brother, so with, far they've raised about $8 million. Since 2014? Yes. $8 yes. million. Dollars. That's fantastic. Yes. That is yeah. fantastic. And, yeah. and again, because of cigars, it brings so many people together and That's cars right. and these luxury items that people are so generous and they've reached a, a point in their life that they want to share and they want to give. 
And oh, it's yeah. amazing what the items in the different lots go to, all the different uh, auction items. Yeah. And like Tom and Vicky will host an evening at their house and they have a private chef. And then I'll go back into Detroit and we host an evening, a front of the sex <laughs> evening. And it's just like so many gems. We always have Ramo there. Then we have Chef Bobby. It's chef a Bobby. lot of fun. Yeah. Well, we're making money, you know, to raise money. I mean, to yeah. raise and help people. We're also having a blast. Yeah. And just... Absolutely. Gosh, this is such a beautiful surprise. I'm so excited. Oh my God, so are you gonna even play Come To Me? So the so, story behind that song yeah. is hilarious. And we had a blast <laughs> while we were doing it, okay? We were at Dario's daughter's wedding for the weekend at Travis City, Michigan. Mm. Okay. Yep. So I, I had a chance to speak with Ramo for you know a while and he had so oh. many great stories. And the come to me story <laughs> had me on the floor. It was fantastic. Oh God. And if you were there, it was even more hilarious. And they I, never let me live it down. <laughs> and then when Rambo made a song about it, it was it was very special. Thank you. I appreciate it. I love you. Both you and Heidi. So, so sweet. So Cynthia, what okay. do you want to hear? Come to me or Casa Fuente? Your choice. They're both wonderful. So I do Casa Fuente just is more, okay. you know. Yes, yes, yes. I, I'll skip. Here we go. I'll skip. Beautiful, beautiful. That song builds the mood for cigars oh, and friends. It's just, a, it's such a great, such so a great song. You, you got to understand we yeah. played this one with 17 piece orchestra with all the horn sections. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Music always makes the mood. Okay, you know what? We I, I hope we have time. Do come to me really quick. Or come to all me right. really quick. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is fabulous.
Isn't that absolutely beautiful? That is Thank stunning. you. Oh, my wow. gosh. I get, you know, I, get short, I get a little short put online and stuff, you know. You know. I wish I could be there to hug you. Thank you so much. So we have the Casa Fuente that kind of puts you in the groove. And then we have the romantic come to me since yeah. I'm such a romantic person. So you got a little bit of both. Yeah, and music yeah. does always help. Yeah. And how are you doing, Ramo? You're good? Doing great. Finally, we stopped back, uh, you know, working again. And, you know, the yes, yes. Up. So we were uh, locked up for about a year, you know. Yes. Semi-normal. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're, st we're starting little by little to yep. see that sunshine, yeah. you know, that light at the end of the tunnel. So we're so happy about that because everybody's missed each other so much, so yeah, much. Yeah. Yes. And I love your sign, the Calafuente sign in the back. And I love your hat. <laughs> Always representing. What about oh, this? Thank you. What about and this? your couplings. Oh, I remember. Oh, yes. Oh, Look at those couplings. Are they, are they not beautiful? Beautiful. That's fantastic. I know. They are. Oh, oh good. Thank you. That was beautiful. Fantastic. You have no idea how much joy you brought to me tonight. And, and I'm I a person invited, that... Uh, Cynthia, I invited the Garrett's to come to Michigan to Cars and Cigars. Please, I hope so. Please be our guest. That would be absolutely yeah. wonderful. Yeah. And yeah. believe yeah. we know that you'll have a fantastic time. That's for sure. We can guarantee yeah. you that. Yeah, we have no yeah. doubt with uh, and, the then, yeah. and everything that, that goes on that uh, Ramo was telling me about. Sounds like a great time and a great um, charity. Yeah. You know, in 20, I guess it was uh, 2013. To, uh, my father, 2014, my father went to Cars and Cigars, I think for the first time. He went like two different years and he had such an incredible time. We have such fabulous photos that I cherish so much. We've just met wonderful people there. We're very, we're so fortunate because I can literally say all over the globe, but everywhere we've traveled, we've met people and then they become our family and they become yeah. part of us. Like, you know, the events that we've done in California, it's like our San Diego family, California family, events that we've done in Ohio, it's our Ohio family. And like, we literally can say we know people and special people from all over the world. Yeah. Not too many industries can actually say that. Like That's we right. have the best industry ever, if I can mention that yeah. myself. We, yeah. say, we say it all the time, cigar people are the best people. I love that. Okay, we need to put that like in quotes. Okay, and maybe you'll put a make a song about that, Ramo. Okay, cigar people are the best people, and people that make music. Because to me, music it's it's a combination. They go, they go hand right? in hand. Really, they go do hand in hand. hand. Yeah, cigar people I mean, are the best people. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> now his mind will start thinking. We'll make a oh, Roomba. We we'll make a Roomba. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yes. But it's so good. I'm glad that you that work is coming up and you're starting to play again. Yeah. And for yeah. public, because I know that you play every day of your life. Always. Yeah, and every night we play now, we pack the places. Oh, that's fantastic. That's good yeah. to hear. Very good. So that so means everybody's not... getting vaccinated. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or they're not. Anyway, well, we I'm hope good. so. Heidi, yes, we hope so. That's our hope. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> well, Ramo, we just want to we want to thank you so much thank for you, making thank this you. A, a very oh. special show and a yes. very special surprise 
very, very grateful. Thank you, thank you. It's been and a pleasure, Cynthia. I love you, darling. I love you, Heidi. You made my night. I think everybody deserves a real surprise like, and this was a genuine, true surprise. Yes. Okay, I love you both. Oh my gosh. Okay, Take care. Yeah. Thank you so much for playing for me tonight. Here here in Detroit. That'll be great. Thank okay. you. You got it. Yes. All right. Take care. I love you both dearly, dearly. Love you. Say hello to everybody for me. Send all my love. Okay. Yes. All right. Thank you. Guys, you took so, it away. That was, that was fabulous. Well, that was that was all Garrett. Garrett came to me. Garrett, he, he sent oh me a gosh. he sent me a text a couple days ago, and he said that he was he was working out this this uh, special surprise for you, and I I think it was it, it was wonderful to meet him and get to hear him play live mm -hmm. on our show and. And that was pretty cool. Well, and credit. You know, really I'm goes, thinking of all the. Okay, go on. What? No, credit really goes to Ronnie Heisha. And okay. he's probably okay. going to hate me for calling him out. <laughs> I don't care. It's all right. um, I don't want to take credit for, but Ronnie knew about the relationship between the two of you. Okay. And um, once he saw that you were coming on the show, he reached out to me and said, Hey, what do you think about this? I know Ramo. I can give you his contact information. Oh, that's fantastic. So that's what put the, the wheels in motion. Ronnie at uh, oh. Secreto Cigar uh, okay. in, uh, outside of Detroit. Um, well, so thank you, Ronnie. Yes, I do love Ronald dearly. And we've become such good friends over the years. And I'm so grateful. And when you said, like, a Casa uh, Fuente, I was thinking of all this music. And I'm thinking, back in the day when I was a kid, we had an Arturo Fuente song that we used to play on the radio. Mm. I mean, it was a classic. The radio, wow. AM, whatever it was. And I'm thinking, <laughs> God, did they, do they know about that song from way back? So, like, my head was going so... And that was a beautiful surprise. And he plays phenomenal. He's so talented. Oh, it's beautiful. And he has made many songs for our family, which we're really grateful for. Yeah. And if you guys, you okay. know, I, I recommend you just to go out to YouTube and uh, just search his name. Yeah. Uh, oh, Kelly Ramos. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's a fun trip. Yeah. Yeah. We actually, just before we went live, spent some time on YouTube watching and listening. And there's some really, really cool stuff. So. I listen to his music so often. When I'm cooking or doing whatever, I always have music. It's either Ramo, Arturo Sanavar in the background, or my Spanish music. I always have music. Music's a yeah. part of our life. We grew up listening to music yeah. with our ancestors. They always had music. Even at the factory, they had music. Yeah. Yeah. And we do in the Dominican Republic. We have yeah. music for our employees all day. Yeah. And I, I it, it stimulates them and it really puts them in a good mood and it helps. It makes people happy. And, and it, I agree. Uh, I agree. Yeah. So Cynthia, we so we were, you know, we were fortunate and grateful to talk to uh, Carlito uh, about a month ago or so. Um, and we we have just been so excited over over the last few uh, months and really even years. Um, because even even though we didn't get get to know any of, of you and your family members before, we've we've kind of been part of the family, just being uh, you know uh, consumers of these wonderful products that your family has had on the market. Thank for you, thank decades. you. So we want to get an idea about you, and you know, you grew up really surrounded by premium tobacco, and and 
you know, in a lot of ways that had to have been sort of a, sort of a, uh, almost like an enchanted upbringing, but at the same time, you know, it's a, still a business and it's a family business. So talk to us about, you know, that first time, you know, growing up um, that you said, okay, I'm going to fire up a cigar myself for this first time. And what was that? <laughs> because everybody's first cigar experience could be, it could be good or bad, honestly. So, do you remember your first experience when you first fired up a cigar? Actually, I don't specifically remember like the first time. I yeah. believe I was, and uh, 18 was the legal age to drink or smoke or what have you when I grew up. So I believe it was about when I was 18. But nevertheless, when I grew up as a child, I was always with my grandparents, my aunts, my uncles, and everybody. And my grandfather, Arturo Fuente, he was known to smoke anywhere from 20 or 25 cigars a day. Yeah. And it's true. He lived with the cigar in his mouth. And I remember as a younger child, I was always around him. And he had uh, he loved animals. He had farms and so forth. So he would be lighting a cigar, smoking a cigar. And it was the 858 as far as like the length, the ring gauge and so forth that we um, came out when he passed away at 85 in honor of him. And I remember just asking him, I went, oh, may I have a taste of that? And I don't even know if I was 10, 11, how I was young. And he yeah. would just hand me the cigar and I'd take a puff, smoke yeah. and keep on going. Yeah. And so like whenever I really wanted to just have a little puff, I did. So I don't remember ever getting sick. I don't remember ever having like a bad experience when I first smoked a cigar. Yeah. And uh, I believe that I was probably about 17 or 18 like that. Yeah. Okay. And smoking with my father. Mm -hmm. So more than likely it was like a Don Carlos blend. Yeah. But to say like a specific moment or like, you know, a drunken moment that you felt, oh, I don't, I don't, I can't remember that. But I remember after college, uh, when um, I was traveling nonstop throughout the United States with all the wonderful brokers, all these older gentlemen, because at that time we couldn't afford to have a sales force of our own. And so I remember smoking and really starting to enjoy, but I, tobacco's all, I, I did my homework on tobacco bales all the time as a kid. Yeah. So I was always surrounded by tobacco. Well, and, and one of my favorite stories that I heard um, a few times on some interviews is, you know, as young as 10 years old, you recall going up to either your father or your grandfather and taking a, a puff of their cigar, yeah, you yeah. know, and that just shows the difference yeah. of, of culture. And it, it, it didn't, um, it, it didn't wound you or, right. you know, no. hurt you. And, no. um, and just how you grew up with that is yeah. fascinating. Yeah. It makes me smile because it brings uh, back such beautiful memories to me. Yeah. It's, it's, it's wonderful. I loved it. I loved every minute of my upbringing. I had the most wonderful childhood in the world. I can never ask for more. So when you look back at, even, even when you were a child, uh, going up through your teenage years mm -hmm. uh, and, and all the way until today, do you, do you recall some of the first tasks or jobs that, that you would be given to, uh, you know, to do to help out around the factory or, or maybe as a child, just to keep you busy? Well, um, we grew up at the factory. Yeah. 
all summer long we were at the factory every day after school uh, my father used to send my uncle to pick me up my uncle um avilio and if i was lucky he would take me to dairy queen to get some ice cream before we would go back to the factory but uh i i think subconsciously my father did this and without even maybe realizing it i did everything everything and that whole entire factory i helped because my grandmother my grandfather my aunts my uncles my godparents everybody worked at the factory so i loved spending time with all of them and i literally would go to every department and help them so i believe that that was a way of showing me all the different aspects and so much that goes to and what people go through to make this beautiful cigar from seed to smoke so um i mean from laying wrapper on the machine at that time it was machine made to laying binder to putting cellophane on the the cigars on the box to uh doing the separations to uh the casing I, everything everything and i and i absolutely loved it i i did it without even thinking because i just loved spending time with my family and i loved helping out i used to put stamps on the envelope my father had this incredible woman ramona sara that was uh that ran the whole office she was an accountant and he's always had such great people around him and i remember helping her i would say what can i do in the office so whatever it was and i believe that my brother carlos and my brother ricky my cousins all of us and that way we learned so many different aspects of the business yeah and we we got to talk to carlito a lot and 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 he really Which did Which is a wonderful segment. Oh, thank it was you. Fabulous. Thank you. Very and much. He, was, fabulous. he was really open uh which we appreciated. He was really open about God, you know, I know. Your, yeah. his and your relationship with with your father and and just what a special what a special man he was. And so, you know, we got his take on that, but but we want to hear from you what what that was like, you know, with your father and and having him, you know, not only as a father but but from a cigar and business perspective as a mentor, what was that, what did that mean to you? Gosh, you know, being by my father, Carlos Fuente and by my mother, Anna, Anna Luisa Lopez Fuente, were just wonderful, wonderful moments throughout our whole life. But I, my father wasn't a true example of, of a mentor and a hard worker. He worked very hard and I don't believe that he ever concentrated on what anybody else was doing other than what he was doing. He had a tunnel vision and he had goals to meet. He had to uh, support his family and he did that way. He did that. And he was a very hard worker. He taught me what the true meaning of work ethics was, both my mother and father, because I witnessed them always being a team. He taught me what it was to be a team player dedication, organization, uh, loyalty, uh, knowing your product and knowing it well. And uh, I mean, he taught me everything in a positive, he taught me communication. I could, my father, we could take anything to him. And he was always there, no matter how busy he was, he would take that moment and talk to you. And at that moment, you felt that you were the only person in this whole entire world because he gave you that time, no matter how busy he was. And so he was a pillar of so many things. 
and I could never think of one thing negative or one thing like uh, off. We were, all of us were very fortunate to be around him all of our lives. And uh, now that he is not with us, I continue to learn from him. I, there's things that I do every day when I get up, I wanna be the best person I possibly, possibly can be because he did that all of his life. He worked around the clock. I mean, yeah. he slept what he had to, but he worked around the clock and it was always to be better for himself, for his family and for the world. Yeah. Because honestly, he wanted to make the best possible product for the most reasonable price. Not only because tobacco is very expensive and cigars are very expensive to make, but he always wanted to be fair. And it wasn't about being the biggest. It was always in his opinion for him to be the best. Yeah. So, I mean, and he and my mother were an example of true love and loyalty. They taught us loyalty and, and, um, and unconditional love. It's like, you don't pick your family. We don't have that privilege. Your family's your family. And no matter what, your family is always number one. And, you know, you pick your friends and we're so fortunate to have so many wonderful friends, but uh, he taught us a true example, what it is to, uh, to be loyal, to be yeah. loyal amongst so many things. I love it. Yeah. Now, it, it, there are times where your dad was away for two, three weeks at a time uh, in the factory and you guys would, would pack up for a day trip or two to, to go spend some time. Um, in those early years and in young years, I want to know, it, it was such a male dominated industry at that time, yet from your account and other um, interviews and things that I've read, um, your father never um, once tried to um, withhold or set you on a different path um, no. and, and very much included you in, in all of that. What what does that mean to you? What did that mean to you then? And, and what does that mean to you today? It meant everything then. It means everything to me now. And I'll tell you, um, for my father's 75th birthday, I, my brothers and myself, we uh, gave him a party, a beautiful party. And when you walked into the Ritz Theater, uh, in Ybor City, you could see when he was like from birth all the way to 75. And there was one picture of him lighting the cigar that captures him so beautifully. So I recently framed it and I was going to take it to the factory. And I'm like, this is absolutely so beautiful that I I have it in my, my uh, area right when you walk in my house. Mm. So it's... Um, I don't know. It, it fills my heart. I'll tell you, it just fills my heart. Yeah. Awesome. So one of the, there's, there's kind of a phrase that has been Gosh. in, in common usage for decades. And this phrase is behind every great man, there's a great woman. And I, I understand yeah. what people mean by that phrase, but I kind of reworded it when I was putting questions together for the show. So Okay. Beside, beside every man with a story worth telling, there is a woman who co-wrote that story. <laughs> Most of the cigar world 
knew your father, but what about the unseen support of your mother? Tell us about your mom. Yeah, yeah, I will. Okay. Well, my parents, uh, like Alito had mentioned on his segment, they were actually together since they were 14 and 15 and they got married at 17 and 18. And then shortly a year later, my brother Carlos was born. But my father was uh, driving down 7th Avenue in Ybor City, and he was with his father. And on the corner of uh, 7th Avenue, and I think it was 14th Street, by the Ritz Theater, actually, he seen my father, my mother cross the street. And he looked at her, and it was, if there's such a thing as love at first sight, Hmm. my father had it for my mother. He told his father, Dad, look at that lady, that girl. I'm going to marry her someday. Hmm. And he and he searched for her and he found he's seen her at a baseball park. My father loved baseball and he started to talk to her and he was 15 years old or what have you. And he fell in love with her. He loved her all his life and she loved him. They were so beautiful, like and they went through some trials and tribulations and everything, but they stuck together. And my mother was always there. I always remember when things were good uh, as far as business because my mother was home with us. And I knew when things were iffy and I could notice it, like my father was really stressed. And so my mother was there at the factory. She was his first secretary. She laid wrapper on the machine for Quest Array because he couldn't afford to pay her. And I've said this numerous times, so he, He had other factories uh, teach her so then she can come back and help him at the factory. When they moved to the Dominican Republic in 1980, my father started all over, all over from scratch with seven employees. And my mother moved with him and put their house up for collateral. Whatever, she didn't know hot water. She had to wash everything by hand, the clothes, we didn't have air condition, none of it. But you know what? She was with her man. And that's what was most important. So like talking about leading by example, that they were always together. And when I think about it, like my grandmother, Christina, was always with my grandfather, Arturo. My tia Helda, my aunt Helda worked at the factory. And yes, I know that you had said earlier, Garrett, that it really wasn't known as a, uh, it was known as predominantly a man's world, but um, women were always such a, a such an important part yeah. of everything. And my father never um, distinguished. I was a daddy's girl all my life, and I still am. <laughs> but I was a fuente. I'm a fuente, and he could see it, and he knew how much I loved a bit the business, and he, I loved tobacco, and I loved smoking cigars with them, and I loved everything, and. We used to do the accounting, he and I ourselves. We've done everything you can imagine within the business because it was just making it work and whatever we had to do. We never were one for titles, not even Calito, myself, my father. It was just getting the work done. But he never made me feel like I'm a girl, so I can't do this. He trusted me and he included me in everything. It was us doing it together. It wasn't. He, it was just us doing it together, just making it work. And, and so I never felt like I was working in a man's world. Yeah. I just did what I loved. I did my thing and it just all worked out. Well, and I think it's, it's important that like you already mentioned that 
your father never made you feel like you were working in a man's world. He just made you, never. he gave you, he, he, he just gave you guidance and he always knew that this was for you. This, 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 uh, mm-hmm. sort of next chapter was, was for you. He never worried about whether, you know, that, that, yeah. you know, saying, oh, this is, this is a man's business. He never, never once did that seem to cross his mm-hmm. mind and trusted mm-hmm. that legacy. Yes, yes. And I could say one thing I could say is he was very adamant about education. And, uh, you know, my brother Carlos went to uh, um, community college, but then he moved to the Dominican and I was currently in college at the time. And my father said, you stay in Tampa at the beginning, right at the 80s, uh, 1980, and you, you know, run the Tampa office and uh, finish your education. That was very important. And I loved business and I love psychology. And he says, go, you know, I even went an extra year. And I remember him saying one thing that no one could ever take from you is education. So he was very, very adamant about that. And he was, and that's why, like, even for his grandchildren and his great grandchildren, he has made provisions that as far as education, if you want to become educated, you have the opportunity. So, you know, like Carlos has been very pro that with his children, you know, they, the younger generation is different than when we grew up, but nevertheless, education has always been very important. And that is a great segue to this next question. Um, I asked Carlito the same question, but I'll ask you. So you finish up college and you come into the family business now full time. Right. What does that relationship look like between you and your brother then? And what does that look like now? Yeah. Well, it's, it's always looked beautiful. It's always looked bright. It's always looked special. Um, and those days in the eighties, like I said, we were always just trying to make it work because you talk about eight fires plus you talk about trials and tribulations, you talk about crisis, you talk about so many different obstacles that we have faced as a family. And I know that there's many other manufacturers out there, family owned businesses that have also faced uh, different crises. but we've always just worked together as a team to, to make our brand grow, to make our business grow, but we did it together and we've always had the utmost respect for one another. So let's say Wakalito was in the Dominican in the early, early 1980s and I was out in the marketplace, whatever it was, we were always in contact. We were always working towards our goal together with my father and my mother and all of us together. And I just now, I I look at it, we're, we're older now and my brother Carlos and I are in our 60s and I have seen him. He's always been my brother. I mean, we grew up side by side. We always had such a blast together, even as kids. And um, now I see him as a man. He's our patriot. He's our leader. And um, and I love him with all my heart and soul. And I've, I mean, he, we are together. He is what I have because we don't have our parents. We've lost, you know, all these elderly people in our family. We only have one major cousin from my father's side, Fausto Suarez, and there's very little family left. And it's he and I, 
and what he's accomplished and the love both he and I have had for this business, for people, we share so much the same. We have a passion for people and a love for people that's unmeasurable. But I'm grateful for my brother for so many reasons. Carlos Fuente, Carlos Philip Fuente is very, very unique. And for all his accomplishments, for everything, he is, he, he wants the best for, for our family. He wants the best for the world, for the people of the cigar industry. He wants the best for uh, like so many different causes and charities. He has the heart of gold and we share that together. And it's he and I, and of course the next generation and everything, but we, we are carrying our legacy and we're proud to do it. And I've watched my brother and especially this year has been particularly special because unfortunately because of the pandemic and I'm so sad for whoever has been affected by it, but we have been able to um, express ourselves in a different way because when we are working, you know, we're ambassadors for our, our business and we get to travel and we get to meet so many of the brick and mortars and person and all the customers and so forth. And we get to share our love and, but nevertheless, this year, because of people like you both and your podcast and how much you've helped us to be able to stay connected with the world. Okay. So we've stayed connected with people across the globe and my brother and I share that we've been so active, but we've loved every minute of it because we've been able to stay in touch with people that we've been not been able to see in person. So I'm grateful for, for him. I love him with all my heart. There's nothing I wouldn't do for him. And I'm grateful for his mind that, and the vision that he's always had. Because like my father was one way and he was another, but they were like so perfectly together. Like they blended and us three always blended. And I never can remember ever that I can sit here and say that we ever had like a disagreement. We agreed to disagree on things, but we would sit there maybe over a cigar and some peanuts and President the cold beer in the Dominican and we'd figure it out. You know, yeah. we just figure it out. And yeah. it's communication. And I think that that's very important in any, any relationship is communication. And we've always had that. Yeah. The but. authenticity of both you and your brother, when you talk about family, uh, Cynthia, the smile on your face that lights up the entire internet right now, just Thank tells you. the story of what your family and what this business and what the legacy means. And that's what I love. Yeah. That's what. Thank you. Makes, Thank you. Thank you, Gary. You know, I mean, this product is fantastic. It's phenomenal. But more than that, the, the yeah. love that you have for people, for this yeah. industry, and for what you're doing is tenfold what this product is. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's yeah. amazing. I can, I can hear what. I appreciate that. Thank you when, very much. When we hear you talk about your family and, and, and the, the, the legacy and the, uh, the relationships, it, I, I'm thinking back in my mind right now to when we talked to Carlito and, and you guys share the same voice. You really do. You, mm -hmm. you have the same heart. You have the same passion. You have the same drive. You have the same 
caring and it's it's uh, it's becoming a more and more rare thing in this world yeah. and, yes i and agree people like you and your family unfortunately are mm -hmm. your you're driving to have have uh have those those kinds of um traits become mainstream again and it's yeah. infectious we, because it we infectious. thank you because we respect our our past and we want to keep it present and we want to uh spread it to the next generation because we respect it and we were so fortunate to be brought up um naturally all around tobacco and so forth but about around family members that love the product that love cigars that that we were fortunate to have that that upbringing that makes us the people that we are today because when you know my parents they were they come from very very humble beginnings mm -hmm. true humble beginnings and um they didn't have much but there was always a smile on everybody's face there was always a lot of food there was always cuban coffee there was always music and there was always a, a beautiful cohesiveness between everybody in our family and our friends. So we witnessed this. And I believe that this is embedded in our heart. And I know that we're from like the older generation, but I think it's beautiful that even to today, I like my nieces and my nephews and my children, I love them. I love them. And I there's always one in the family that always keeps everybody together. And I remember my grandmother, Christina, my father's mother was one that always kept everybody together along with my mother. And then with mine, I've been the person I love to, I've always loved to have parties and celebrate And My father was like, what are you up to now? What are you inventing now? And then he would, when he would go to a party, he's like, you know what? I'm so glad you did this. Cause besides funerals, this is the only time that we get to see like all the extended family. So I think especially when you have parties to bring people together and uh, and our next generation, I believe that they are. My daughter Christina is a has love in her heart, and she loves to have. She goes, I'm going to be the person to to have like all the family over to my house, and she's a chef, so she's like, I'm going to cook for everybody. So I believe that that generation, uh, my nieces and nephews and so forth, they're witnessing how my brother Carlos and we have always been. Yeah. So part of, well, first, before we get to the next question, I, I just want to uh, have you tell all of us what you're, uh, what you're smoking and drinking along mm -hmm. with us on the show right now. Okay. I also wanted to say one little thing before I'll say that, that yeah. when you talk about, you know, like gatherings of people and so forth, I just feel so fortunate in my life to have so many people and not only family members, but friends. And so many that I've met through the tobacco industry, many sisters of the leaf and brothers of the leaf, but many that I've met like from birth to now. So like every year for years in January, kicking off that new year, it has grown and grown. I've had a ladies gathering and it's up to like 125, 30 women. And I can even go on more women that have affected my life from birth to now for reason, different reasons, different seasons. So it's like, you know, when you're blessed like that, that you have so many people, there could be friends, it could be acquaintances, but you know, you feel very, very grateful for that. 
And uh, when you think about it, cigars have brought so many people together, but like, you know, our, our upbringing and everything, I'm just really, really grateful for all the people that we know and all the friends that we have out there. And, and so many of them been because of the sleeve, like Alita always says about the people, cigars, it's not about the cigars, it's about the people, but the people that brought everybody together. Yes. The people, the cigars, it's what's brought us all together. Yes. So I am actually smoking a Don Carlos Personal Reserve. And it it was my father's favorite cigar. Mm. And he always had uh, a little bundle with him, bundle of 10. And he had one gentleman that used to roll this cigar for him. So it's it's very similar to a Don Carlos Robusto, but it has a little bit of extra extra that he would like mm -hmm. personally. So this one cigar maker used to make cigars for my father, and now he makes it for the world. Mm -hmm. So this is a Don Carlos Personal Reserve, and I love it. I had a lot of choices here, but I'm mm -hmm. like, I'm going to home. This is home. Yes. I think everybody has their absolute favorite, right? Yes. And this also makes me, you know, always feel like I have a piece of him with me. Yeah. And then I chose, I have a lot of choices, fortunately, and especially during the pandemic, I've become quite the bourbon collector, but I'm drinking Basil Hayden tonight. Beautiful. Basil Hayden. Yes. Beautiful. And it, they pair very well together. Yes. Very well yes. together. And what are you gentlemen smoking, if I may ask you? Well, I've, I've debanded already, but uh, the last, or the uh, forbidden. I'm getting there. Mmm, beautiful choice. Yes, I Forbidden see it. Act Thirteen. Beautiful. Yeah. Mm. Garrett was very kind to uh, bring these over, and we have a we have a couple oh. more follow up, but uh, um, very good. So, good choices. They're all good choices. Thank you. When we're looking at the cigar industry today, it is it is really nice to see more. Um more female voices in the industry. I think it's been yes. increasing for years and it's, and you're not just seeing them as, as spokespeople or sales, you know, salespeople, you're seeing them as, as people who are dri actually driving brands and actually owning their own brands and, and managing companies and, and things like that. So do you, do you, when you have opportunities to, to mentor young women in this industry, um, you know, do you take on those opportunities and, and, and do you, um, do you consider that maybe something that is important for, for the, for the future of the cigar business? Yes, absolutely. A hundred percent. Yes. Um, I've been fortunate to uh, meet quite a few ladies in the younger generation and any opportunity that I have that I can share with them, either to get together and have a cigar and, and discuss business, what have you, I am there hundred percent. And because of the uh, pandemic this past year has been a little bit more difficult, but like I belong to the sisters of the leaf Greece. And this is, these are women that are from all over the globe and they've had like, five different round tables now. So these ladies come together and they, they share like what they're doing, how their, uh, their experiences are in the cigar industry, but they all love cigars. So they're all sisters of the leaf and every opportunity that I, that I can, I want to, because I want to uh, leave that door open to this younger generation 
men and women, whatever it could be, because I have a lot of, of younger guys that I would say, you know, like on their twenties or thirties that, that are super good friends of mine. And like, I'm mentors to them. They, they just, you know, they're beautiful. They love me. I'm 60 something years old and they'll <laughs> always send me cigars, you know, the pictures of their cigars and what they're smoking. And then they ask me about it and whatever their career is, they always like to share. And so I love to be an example to the next young, younger generation. And I love to see these ladies because when we grew up, there was no social media. When we grew up, there was no Facebook or Instagram or none of that. And now we have an opportunity to express ourselves. So through social media has been the best to, tool or one of the best tools ever. So now we see all these ladies and I reach out to them. And during the uh, 26 hour marathon of Meet the Professor, yeah. our one year anniversary, okay? I yeah. think I did like 22 hours out of the 26. Wow. I didn't do the whole 26, okay? But I was in it to win it. And uh, there was some ladies, these influencers that were interviewed by different uh, podcasts, uh, and I've reached out to them. So now I even have more younger ladies. And uh, when we're able to get together in person, we are going to. Yes. So 100 yeah. percent, because in my time, I was one of the very few women in my industry that was out in the market, was out, um, you know, in the public relation as aspect of it. Women have always been a predominant part of the industry as well, but it was just different back then. And in the generation before me, the woman that I looked up to so much that was, that was you know, in the marketplace and had a smoke shop was Diana Getz. And mm -hmm. we always think about her and we'll always love her. And she was like the queen of this industry. And it was her generation. And then in my generation, there was a few ladies that, um, that you know, they were in the industry, but not anybody that really like stayed forever in it to win it like I did. So, but now in this younger generation, along with, you know, my niece Liana and Christina, Bianca, Rosana, Lidiana, all of them, there's so many women that are interested in the leaf and that love the leaf. So I think it's a beautiful thing. And they're able to express themselves mm -hmm. in social media. They have cigar blogs. They have cigar dinners. So I, I think it's an ex it's very exciting for the cigar industry. Absolutely. I believe it's very exciting for the cigar industry. Yeah. Absolutely. So I want to ask, okay. when you look at Fuente as it is today and thinking ahead to, um, you know, your uh, children, nieces, nephews, grandchildren, and nieces and nephews as they come up, when they look back, what is that thing that they'll say, yeah, that was Cynthia's. That was Cynthia's stamp on mm. the day, or that was Cynthia's stamp on the cigar industry. What is that thing that, that, that you can take and that's a, a place of pride for you? Yeah. I believe it's uh, spreading the love, you know, spreading the love of the leaf, mm. uh, working hard and um, but spreading the love of the leaf to everybody and keeping everybody united as one. I believe it's, it's, it's very important. I mean, there's so many different things, I uh, different aspects of the business. I, I love 
of every aspect of the business. I love the tobacco. I love the blending. I love the farm. I, I love administrating. There's so many different things, but I believe that um, sharing your love that you have for tobacco brings so many different things together. And it also, my heart is very open to, to uh, helping different, different causes. And I think that's very important too. Like what we've done with the breast cancer, we've done with St. Jude, what we've done with, um, with our foundation in the Dominican, there's so many different ways to be able to give back. And I think that if you have a, a giving heart, you're going to spread the love to always try to help somebody. Mm -hmm. um, I, 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 there's so much more beside we have to, we love, okay. Like 300 hands or so from seed mm -hmm. to smoke. There's mm -hmm. so many people involved to making the cigar. So there's so many different, uh, aspects of of this business to create this product and every aspect of it i love but i think that without the people out there that are enjoying these cigars then where will we be yeah. so yeah. i think that spreading the love to everybody out there is important yeah and uh talking about some of the the foundation work uh recently you guys did the rare pink campaign, mm -hmm. which was a fantastic thing. Uh, proceeds went to breast cancer. Do you have any numbers of uh, what was raised for for that campaign? Well, if I'm not mistaken, I think we we're up to like seventy six thousand. I, wow. I I don't remember exactly, but I'm almost positive it was around seventy six thousand dollars. And I remember because my niece liana and myself have always been very passionate about uh cancer research and so forth because she's lost family members and i've lost very dear friends to breast cancer so for many years she always did the um breast cancer walk and i always did one as well and so we when she was in this past year uh maybe like a few weeks before or a month or I don't remember exactly when, but she was maybe, I think at like 19,000 she had raised. So we all came together as a team and started really promoting. And I have to tell you that it was all, not all, but the majority of the money was raised by cigar lovers, by friends, by yeah. family. But the cigar people came together because Cigar people are very generous mm -hmm. and they, and they want to share not only their money and, or their, their cigars or their accessories, but they want to share. So during that campaign, the, so much of it was because of the cigar industry and we're so grateful. So my niece Liana had said from the beginning, she had long, beautiful hair all the way down to her waist almost. And she says, if I raise up to 40,000, cause she turned 40 in March of last year, she says, I'm gonna go ahead and take all my hair off. And I'm like, Liana, really? She says, yes, because hair is hair, but there's so much more behind a woman or a man than their hair. So when she did, she, she did take off her hair and we raised a lot of money, a lot. And it went to a beautiful cause. And then that's when Calito was in the background during the pandemic. And he was, uh, uh, you know, developing the rare, pre rare pinks, 
which has been a beautiful success, just like everything else that, that uh, he's developed out of the Dominican. But, you know, we've kept him more in the Dominican this past year than normally because of the COVID, which has given him even more of a chance in that mind of his to create and to develop and to, you know, all these things, which is, you know, everything always kind of happens for a reason or comes around one way or another. But that's just one of the many causes. And I, I witnessed my parents when they did not have a lot, but they always helped and gave back in one way or another. So that's another thing that I feel that we you know we feel proud that now we're at a time or in a place in our lives that we can. And even just helping one person, I think makes a difference. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It makes it makes my heart happy. I could tell you that. Yeah. Just to help somebody in any little way that I can, it makes my heart happy. Yeah. Is it uh I, no, think, it, yeah. I think it's time. I think it's time. It is time for well, okay, this okay. Numero de los muertos. Oh, I love this. Okay. And as always, Numero de los Muertos is brought to you by Smoke In. Take just a second and watch this about uh, Smoke In's Cigar of the Month Club. It is time for this week's Numero de los Muertos brought to us by Smoke In. Garrett, what do you have for us? I've got a doozy. Oh, all right. All right. Oh, Bring it. Boy. All right. This is a global number every year. Okay. Around 600,000 people die here. Oh, in a certain place. Mm -hmm. Ooh. All right. Mm -hmm. As always, as always, viewers, if you guys have guesses, leave them in the comments. Uh, Cynthia, we get to uh, we get to play along here and try to guess. Okay. So, six hundred thousand people every year globally die in this particular place. Mm -hmm. But we're not going for a cause; we're going for a place. Correct. Africa. No, so it, it is a is a particular place that every corner of the world has. They have they have these. Oh, okay. Like an illness. Not necessarily an illness. No. More, uh, more like a. So Chad has a good example. Uh, okay. At uh, university, and it is not university. Okay, so some place that you would pretty much find anywhere in the world. Correct. Okay. Uh, restaurants. It is not restaurants. Hospitals. It is not hospitals. Mm -hmm. Um. Uh, parks, parks. Oh, parks. That's a good one. That is a good one. And it's not parks. That's not it. Can, no. Okay. The street. Uh, oh, oh, like pedestrian walking down the street. Oh, yeah. That's a good one, too. It is not. That's not it. No. Okay. Mm, hotels. Oh, yeah. Chad says hotels. Bicycles. Bicycle riders. 
Not bicycles. Uh, Joey, no. the ocean. Oh, Joey, the ocean. Oh, that's a good one too. Yes. Pools, pools, and the pool in your oh, house. Pool. No. Another good one. No, not pools. No. Forests. Nope. Um, boats on the boat, like on a boat. Mm -hmm. No. Nope. Or skis, skis. No. No. What about um, fishing off a bridge? Fishing off a bridge. Mm -mm. What about mines? Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. Not mines, Not but mines. you're 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 getting closer. Close. It, Mountains it, off of a mountain skiing scheme. <laughs> <laughs> no. Nope. nope. I know um, a lot of people that have accidents on skis. So, uh, you know. Uh, oh my gosh! Fishing occupation. Oh wait, when they're working, electric uh, electrocution. Like if you're working for teak or something, right? Get nope. A, no, nope, not not electrocuted. Um, gosh, uh, cooking. Ooh, cooking hey, like you know, a yeah. burned or like in yep. a, a fire, 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 fire. No. Ooh, Chad's getting closer. Wow. Oh, Chad says refineries. Yeah. That's not it. Wow. Um, okay. You can find refineries sometimes in these places. Mm. Oh, we've guessed a lot. Does um, normally somebody always win? There's usually, <laughs> yeah. There's there have only been a couple times like where twice. we could not guess it. Where Gary oh no way, and I have to be on the show when we can't guess. Okay. Oh, I think we'll get it. We'll, I get, think we'll, we'll get, get it. there. Um, okay. So, oh, okay. So different, Chad. Oil rigs is, is a oil good rigs? one, but no, not oil rigs. Because yeah, refineries. I would think you know oil rigs would be it. Um. But refine. You said refineries is close, or similar. Kinda. Not oil fields. Um. Yeah, it's only the oil fields. Mm -hmm. um, okay. So six hundred thousand people. That's a lot. That's a people. lot of people. That's mm -hmm. a lot per year. Per year. It's God, not, that's a lot. It's not mining. It's not. Oil refineries, it's not oil wells or drills. Oyster, uh, like catching, you know, going down and trying to get pearls or something. Diving, oh. diving. Oh, diving. You know, what's really interesting is I actually looked for the statistic on oyster, um, oyster hunters. Pearls. But there's no good uh, statistic I could find. Thinking um, minor refineries. Shipyards, no. Joey, you are really on a very. It's Joey Bianco's close yeah. chemical a chemical plant. He's very close. Close. Yep, and so is Jose. Jose, oh hi Jose, how are for you, a darling? More, more generic oh, term for those places. Um. Not, not machinery factory. No. Well, machinery I, factory. I'm actually. I'm going to give it to you, Cynthia. Cynthia. No. Uh, 
it's 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 factory workers. Oh, this is terrible that we can't figure this out. It is factory. Yep, factory. Work. So, um, you like know, like a sewing uh, factory or um, all the different kinds of factories around the world. And here's what's really interesting is um, there's 2.1 million um, life-threatening injuries, but it only takes about 600,000 lives a year. And, and one of the biggest statistics of factories globally is actually illness, um, either disease caused by poor working conditions hmm. or um, uh, poor um, factory buildings that either collapse or, or start on fire. Um, but it is- uh, They're not following the codes. A lot of them yeah. don't follow the codes. You, you know, know, I would guess, so I would be willing to bet that some of the most safe, some of the safest factory conditions you could work in anywhere in the world are in cigar factories. I agree. I yeah. Yep. Cause I, I looked um, also the statistic by country um, and region and very, very few of those numbers come from middle South America. Um, really? And yeah, very few um, with the majority of those numbers coming from uh, places like China, um, China, Bangladesh. Mm. Um, so the they're not doing their job good enough because they're not following the codes. Because if you follow the codes, you have less ex accidents. That's well, right. And a part like so in in uh, many of the parts of China, they actually don't have a great checks and balances system for really. Hmm. Yep. That was a good one. Okay. That was very good. That was, see, that one took us a while. The, usually the higher the number, so, the tougher it is to guess. Yeah. So exactly what was the answer? Tell me again. Factory workers. Factory workers. Factory workers in general. In general. In general. Factory yeah. workers in general. Okay. Yeah. No specific yeah. occupation. but Okay. All right. But different factory workers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It doesn't take a lot if you're not concentrating to take off your finger. That's right. Unfortunately. That's right. And, and it Jose, happens. Great point. Jose. So Jose. Think of all the precautions we have to take because tobacco is such a combustible product. That's right. And, yes. and nobody knows better than, you know, the Fuente family and, and uh, the fire that has plagued the yeah. early story of uh, Fuente and yeah. others. And, yeah. and many other cigar families. That's right. But you say like, you know, not a lot happens like when it fits tobacco related or what have you. I don't know how it hasn't been known that somebody hasn't taken their finger off when they, with the chaveta, when they, yeah. uh, well, when the, the little, you know, the chaveta is so yeah. uh, sharp. And then when yeah. you cut the edge of the cigar, like then no one has done that. Yeah. I've never heard and of anybody taking it. It can happen. Yeah, and how fast they are! The the, the and most and how fast rollers, they are rolling fast. all these cigars every day. That when they every time they do this, you know how many times they do that, or when yeah. they're doing uh, 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 pressing the cigars, the molds. Yeah. You know who knows that they don't smash their finger on one of them. But I can't <laughs> think of anybody that's done that. Well, they're, even great they, chefs will nick their uh, fingers. Chefs is another. Chefs is another because they're concentrated and they don't drink alcohol while they're working. <laughs> That's, right. <laughs> That's right. 
because That's chefs really alone, cool. the knives and how fast they use the knives and everything. That's really yeah. good segment. I love that, guys. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. So okay. that is this week's Numero, Numero de los Wait. Muertos. Okay, so are you giving the, the uh, winner to uh, Joy Blanc, uh, Bianco? He was the closest or no? Um, see here. It was our... uh, Chad Benedict. Yeah, Chad Benedict. Okay, okay, Chad. Well, congratulations, Chad. Shout That's out to awesome. Chad. Shout out to Chad. Great guess. That was a tough one. Awesome. All right. So but very interesting. Very interesting. So Cynthia, here's some here's some fun non-cigar related questions for you. So okay. if you could hear the thoughts of one living person for 10 minutes, who would it be and why? Okay. I feel that we have great communication within our family. But if I had to pick one person, I think I would pick my younger daughter, Bianca. Mm. Yeah. Why is because that? Because she, uh, you know, she's she's she has a heart of gold. She works for special need with special needs children. She's in special education, and uh, she makes such a difference to so many children in life. And she communicates well, but there's a certain part of her that maybe may not express everything she feels in her heart. So I think that I would. I would like to know exactly sometimes what she's thinking. She keeps us she keeps us guessing. Yeah. All right. So if you were about to get into a fight, mm. what would your soundtrack music be? Okay. I think it would be either um Vivi La Vida with Mark Anthony mm. oh, wow. or or um La Canavad by Celia Cruz. Oh, very nice. Very nice. I mean, I don't know if that's really getting in a fight, but like those two really pump you up. At least they pump me up. They pump me up. So yep. like I might be able to give somebody a punch, which I've never actually I've really never fought before, but like if I had to. Yeah, if you had the to. closest I came to was uh hitting my girlfriend over the uh head with a uh the top of a trash can when I was a kid, but, <laughs> but I've never been like one for, for fights. That's fantastic. I know it. I love it. Oh God. My brother Carlos has never let us live that down. He, he makes fun. She, and she's a sister of the leaf too. And he makes fun about it to this day. And I'm, cause I've always been such an easygoing person. Like I'm a peacemaker and it takes a lot to even get me angry. You know, and sometimes you're just full and you just got to do it. Yeah. Sometimes. All right, so choose one of the following. Okay. You could hit a home run as a starting pitcher. You could mm -hmm. score a touchdown as a defensive lineman. You could score a goal in a hockey game as the goalie, or you could score a goal in a soccer game as the goalie. I would definitely pick baseball. Baseball, yeah. Pitcher. Yeah. And uh, the reason, well, there's a couple of reasons. Number one, because my father loved baseball and so did my mother. Yeah. They first met at a baseball field. Yeah. I used to watch the Rays all the time with my father and my mother. They used to hold hands on the couch while they watched the game. And, uh, and I, I, I like baseball. And of course, my, my, um, my niece's husband worked for the Yankees for many years. So I would say baseball. Very good. All right. Yeah. If, 
if you can I love football too. I do love football too. And we did go, you know, the Bucks made it all the way to the Super Bowl. They did. I would I would have to say baseball. Yeah. All right. Yeah. If you could bring back any fashion trend from the past. Oh wow. What would it be? Pearls. What is that now? Pearls. Pearls. Oh, pearls. pearls. Yeah. Pearls. Ladies you know, with pearls. You don't see I that love pearls. anymore. No, 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 yeah. no. I still wear my pearls, but you don't see it very often. But I used to love the elegance of a woman who wore her pearls. Yeah. So, I mean, there's so many different fashion uh, trends, but I, I love pearls. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So when you were a teenager, who was a celebrity that you had a big crush on? Hmm. Well, that's a good every, one. Every time they came on TV, you were just, or or in the movies, you were just smitten. swoon. Well, John Gavin, John Gavin, John he was a poppy. Nobody even knows him. John Gavin and Susan Hayward, they made a movie together called um, Love. Wait, uh, Backstreet, Backstreet. Okay. I watched it a million times. He was such a beautiful actor. He had this Adam's apple that was just gorgeous. <laughs> and um, I was a big fan and I loved Lucille Ball. I, there's so many, there's so many, oh, wow. but yeah. I would have to say John Gavin. Garrett yeah. just pulled up a picture of him. Oh my God, there it is. <laughs> Look at that. Okay. I, oh God, I watch it. My mother and I watched Backstreet a million times over. And Susan Hayward had this absolutely beautiful red hair that I always love red hair for a woman or a man. Yeah, my wife is a redhead, so. Really? Oh, oh I yeah. love it. Oh, oh there yeah. it is, look, oh my gosh. Oh my yes. gosh, look at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and a lot of people don't remember him, but I do, yeah. So if you could add any person's face to Mount Rushmore, who would it be? Oh, gosh, I don't know. Jose Blanco, the professor. There you go. Yes. Yes. That is a beautiful answer. Love I it. would, I would. The professor. <laughs> he, he calls me his co-pilot. He's the best. Honestly, <laughs> I love Jose Blanco. I'm so grateful that he is spending his last decade plus more with us. And I will put Jose Blanco on the top of it. I think it'd be great. That is beautiful. I love it. I love Jose. All right, so let's uh, let's talk about this week's Notable Smokable. And as always, Notable Smokable is brought to us by our friends at Ace Prime. Ace Prime, notable cigars, notable passion, notable purpose. So, Cynthia, each week we talk about a cigar that we've smoked recently that was interesting to us. It could be something that's been on the market for decades that we just tried again for the first time in a long time or it could be something brand new that we just uh that we just found at the local cigar shop so is there something that you smoked recently that kind of fits that category that that really was interesting to you i have to say no okay and that's all right that's no, okay that is totally okay. well the no. thing is that listen i know that there's so many wonderful cigars out there and there's so many wonderful manufacturers that are putting such beautiful products out there. But for one, I haven't traveled, okay, which fortunately I'm going to be able to travel soon. 
And um, I've always been one just to smoke mine, ours. But uh, like for an example, if we're like at the TA conventions or what have you and different manufacturers host different evenings, I always love to try their cigars. Yeah. And I know there's wonderful cigars, but I personally haven't because I really haven't been to many places to be exposed to it. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that's completely I would have it. to say no, but yeah. I've been smoking everything that we have. I mean, from talking about a curly head all the way to a Fuente Opus X. Yeah. Yes. So my. How about you guys? Mine from this week was uh, one from uh, Illusione Cigars. And it was. I when this so when this cigar first came on the market, I butchered the pronunciation of the name. I had no I I I assumed I was correct in my pronunciation, but I was way off. Sometimes they're hard to pronounce. That's okay. So this one is the Illusione Garagiste. So wow. it's it it, okay. it 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 looks like garagiste, but but it's <laughs> it's it's garagiste. Wow. So and uh this it comes in a number of different vitolas. This one that I smoked happened to be the large ring gauge, which I'm typically not uh, big on large ring gauge cigars. Large I don't I tend, I tend to not um, you know smoke those very often. But this blend works very well in the large ring gauge. So the Illusione Garagis. Okay. Well, you did a good job in pronouncing that. <laughs> there you go. They shouldn't make a cigar so difficult to pronounce. I have to. But I'm glad you enjoyed one. it. Yes. Yeah. What does okay. that mean? I'm not sure. I have to. I have to do some research. We have to look that out. Out. How about you, Garrett? Mine was the Alec and Bradley Blind yes. Faith. Blind Faith. Yes. Um, I'd been sitting on one that they had sent us for some time and finally fired it up a couple nights ago and it is a great cigar good good job yeah i'm so happy for alan with his two sons right alec so, and bradley yeah i mean i've seen a few podcasts that he's been on he's such a gentleman i would absolutely love to enjoy one of his cigars yeah yes mm. that sounds so, wonderful so that was this week's notable smokables brought to you by ace prime um Improving lives through fine cigars. Visit aceprime.com to learn more. So just to give our viewers and listeners an idea of some cool stuff we have coming up soon. Uh, on May 3rd, we have a special show. So we're going a little bit outside of the cigar world. We're going to interview somebody who is a cigar smoker and does enjoy fine premium cigars. But he is very well known as as a highly regarded card magic oh i love that master he's really so, he's oh so, that's fabulous so his name is, is uh jason ladania i think i'm Ladane. saying wow Ladane. so you did yep. get okay yep. so his name is jason ladane and he's going to be on the show on may 3rd so we're going to enjoy some cigars with him mm. and learn a little bit about sleight of hand maybe mm -hmm. and a little bit of uh some i think some that's stuff. fabulous so that's i remember I when we would go to the shows um the pca or tva whatever it was ipcpr and vegas i would always try to find time to be able to go to one of the magical shows especially when yeah. the kids would go because that's yeah. one convention that a lot of the you know the the younger generation would join us with and I always was so fascinated either by the magic or the cards or like the disappearing, like 
um, I, I've always loved that. So I'll, I'll look forward to that episode. Oh yeah. Good. That was it. So it's funny. One of my, one of the first dates that I took my wife on was I bought tickets to, and this was, 20, this was 25 years ago. I bought tickets to 25 uh, years ago. Wow. Yeah. So I bought tickets to David Copperfield and we went to, he was in wow, Minneapolis. Wow. That's great. And, and we went to see David Copperfield in Minneapolis. It was wonderful. Um, and I, I grew up. Um, so people may not know this, but Penn and Teller actually got their start here in Minnesota. Yeah. At the wow. Renaissance Festival. <clears throat> and so as a young little Renafest uh, worker, I got to see the beginnings of Penn and Teller many, many years ago. And that's uh, fabulous. Yeah. And it's just fun. You yeah. know, it's fun. It stuff. is fun. It is fun. It is fun stuff. I remember uh, working in Minnesota area like in the eighties with our brokers at the time. And I remember being so cold, but I loved it. It was so beautiful. Oh, it was a beautiful area. So, and then, so May 12th through the 14th, we are going to be at the TPE trade show covering that show live. Okay, so you are? Okay, for all good. Our, for good, all our viewers, good. make sure to keep up with us on Facebook Live. We're gonna be having live uh, live interviews throughout the course of the show from the That's show floor, uh, learning about some some great cigar companies and some great people. So we're excited for that. It's going to be our first trade show covering as as a cigar media outlet. And then uh, what I think is good about that show, if I may interject, is that they yeah. seem like they're very um, media friendly. The people that mm -hmm. are in the media, it seems like they're very opening. You like open to them. Yeah. And I think that's a beautiful thing because a PCA doesn't seem like they do such a good job at that. And the PCA is wonderful. We love them. I mean, we're hundred percent supporters, but nevertheless, I think it's, I think that all the media people should be there yeah. and they should make accommodations for them. Yeah. And I understand that at that show, they have suites for you guys and everything special. And I, I really think I, I give that to them. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And this is going to be like the first gathering if I believe, yeah. right? That's yeah. right. The first convention, yeah. Yes, this will act. It will be the first, the first in-person convention in Las Vegas since wow. the pandemic. Yeah. Yes. Do you, do you have anybody wonderful. representing Fuente going to TPE? No, we decided we're not going to. I'm not yeah. sure if the Newmans are going to be there this year, but um, like Carl and Mike, that work with all our direct uh, distribution centers. They've been in touch with them predominantly throughout this year. So I believe that this year we're not going to be representing yeah okay but the newmans may be more than likely they probably will be yeah who've been in our who have been our partners for 30 plus years the newman yep. family who we are together with at the cigar family charitable foundation who yep. eric newman just had a birthday happy birthday to eric yes happy birthday they're wonderful people and um following that up on may 17th another rising star in the cigar industry and another young woman in the cigar industry who is is really making a name for herself and that is indiana ortez fantastic so, yes very oh, excited great. to have her on the show as well Good. so uh cynthia give our viewers and listeners an idea of where they can um where they can follow you on social media and where they can find mm -hmm. out okay. um just make sure that they follow uh arturo fuente cigars okay 
Well, I mean, I'm on Facebook under Cynthia Fuentes Suarez, my full name. And I'm on Instagram on uh, Cigar Queen 858. And uh, Meet the Professor on YouTube. You can see all the different uh, episodes that we've been involved in. This last year, Meet the Professor has been such a phenomenal tool for us to stay connected with the world. And it's it's been really great. So, I mean, I'm very, very active in social media. Yes. So between those two, I mean, I don't really do uh, Twitter and so forth, but I guess I can always start. But and you know what? I'm only a phone call away. Anybody that has my number, honestly, I'm really like very open about that. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, we are so grateful that you spent the evening with us on the show. Yes. We had such a wonderful time learning about okay. your story and getting to know you and, and talking to you tonight. So thank you Absolutely. so much. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's been my pleasure, my absolute pleasure. You both, I mean, Matt and Garrett, you all are great. What you're doing for our industry, what you've done, we're we're so grateful for. You um, always like go the extra mile. And I believe that both of you really touch everybody in a different way. And you really do, you like, you know, your research, like we all do and nevertheless, but you always try to bring a different, uh, like a really good side out of everybody. And I we really are grateful for, for both of you. And thank you for, for loving Fuente and for loving our family mm -hmm. and for supporting us. We're, we're very, very, very happy about that. And I'm so grateful to be on the show. It's been fabulous. I've had a wonderful Great. time. It's been a and, perfect Monday night. And also a, a huge thank you to a special surprise guest, Michele Ramo. Yes. Got his yes. Name right this time. Oh, he's still in there. Yes. He, he's yes. actually still in yes. the studio. Oh so. my God! Look at you. He's smoking a shark. <laughs> right or wrong? Oh my yeah. God, Ramo. So Beautiful. thank you again, Ramo, for being on the show. We appreciate that. That it was a great surprise. Uh, no, uh, oh no! I can't oh, hear him. He's on mute. Yeah. Here, that's okay. It's okay. All right. Um, I love. How's show. the weather? How's your weather? Is it the good? You're outside. Little, little nippy. Little nippy still. Yeah. We had uh -huh. the fifties. In the fifties. Okay, 50s. but it's getting better. It's getting better. Yep. How about yep. for you guys? It, what's the weather for you? It's cold, cold and cold and rainy, and and probably gonna snow this week. Oh my gosh! And yeah. here I am in Florida. Yeah. Okay, I should I should be hung by the balcony because I'm in <laughs> Florida enjoying this wonderful weather. We've had the most beautiful weather all year long. I have yep. seen more sunsets, I think, this year than I have in the last 10 years that I've lived here. But, uh, yeah, we, we're very fortunate to live in Florida. That's for sure. Yeah. But, Ramo, I'm so glad that you were able to join us. So wonderful. Yeah. I'm so glad. Look at, this, and, uh, look at this picture, Cynthia. Okay. Show us. Show us. Oh, my God. Oh, my, that's with my father. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, there you go. Move it down a little sure, bit. Isn't sure that my dad? Yes, there. Yes. Yeah, that's a famous picture. That's beautiful. You know what? You have to send that to me, Ramo. I don't have that. That's when my dad went, I think, probably the first year to Cars and Cigars. Oh, that's that's uh, in, the, in the backyard of uh, Tom Shalani's house. Yes, of Tom's. Yes, Tom and Vicky. That's beautiful. And yeah. you know what? That's another thing. Pictures are so important. 
You know, my brother Carlos would get so aggravated because we'd be like in an event or we'd be something. I'm saying, Calito, please, can we take a picture? Cynthia, you're always with your your pictures. And then after later on, he goes, you know, I'm so glad you bombarded me because now we have the pictures. Because when you look back, that's the memories. To be yeah. able to look at the pictures. Let's see. Let's see another one. Oh, yes. Oh, that's fantastic. That's Absolutely. with Dario. Yes, of course, our man, Dario. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, if you both wouldn't mind hanging out in the green room after the show. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. For a minute, we would uh, be grateful. So it's, for, such, it's been a, such a delight. Okay. Thank you so much. Um, for our viewers and listeners, guys, you are why we do what we do at, at How About That Scar. So thank you so much for spending time watching the show. Mm -hmm. uh, if you're, and if you're watching after the fact on the rebroadcast on, uh, on YouTube or Facebook, thanks again. And also for those of you who listen on the audio podcast, we are grateful to you guys as always. If you have questions for Garrett or myself, please email us directly from the website, howaboutthatcigar.com. Find us on all social media at HBT Cigar. And until we see you guys next time, as always, burn cigars, not fridges. Thanks. There you go. Thank you, everybody, for listening tonight. It's been so wonderful. And thank you for loving Puente like you do.